0: Welcome to Bourbon in History, the Presidential Ranking Series. Episode 1.6A, Richard Mentor Johnson. In Episode 1.6, Martin Van Buren, I touched upon the resistance Van Buren received in nominating Richard Mentor Johnson as his vice president in 1836. And in this brief supplemental episode, I'm going to quickly explain why that was and how Johnson became the only vice president in American history to be elected by the U.S. Senate per the Twelfth Amendment. Johnson, a native of Kentucky, was born in 1780 to an influential and established family. The Johnsons were heavily active in politics during Richard's upbringing, with his father serving in the Virginia House of Burgesses, and after Kentucky statehood, the Kentucky State Legislature. Two of his brothers served in the U.S. Congress, and a third served as a federal judge. Needless to say, the politics of Johnson's family would help shape his own political leanings during his early years. In 1802, he became a lawyer and inherited vast tracts of land and numerous slaves after his father's passing. From 1804 to 1806, Johnson served in the Kentucky House of Representatives. He was elected to the U.S. House of Representatives in 1806 and served for six consecutive terms. In 1818, he did not run for re-election, but instead ran for the U.S. Senate. During the War of 1812, for which Johnson had worked and voted, he raised two mounted regiments and joined the command of General William Henry Harrison. At the Battle of the Thames, Johnson led a heroic cavalry charge that overran the enemy position and helped secure a decisive victory in which the Shawnee leader, Tecumseh, was killed. Some witnesses later claimed that Johnson personally killed Tecumseh. Johnson took the credit for the act, although the claim was never proven. When Johnson returned to his seat in Congress in March 1814, he was hailed as a hero. He became a champion of veterans, working for compensation for disabled veterans, widows, and orphans. He also worked to improve and strengthen the military. On December 10, 1819, Johnson was elected by the Kentucky Legislature to fill their remaining term of Senator John J. Crittenden. Johnson was reelected and served in the Senate for 10 years, from 1819 to 1829. While in the Senate, Johnson became part of a coalition led by Martin Van Buren that would go on to form the core of the New Democratic Party in the late 1820s. He also became a strong supporter of General Andrew Jackson, supporting him in both the 1824 and 1828 elections. Johnson would lose re-election to the Senate in 1828 as controversy surrounding his personal life made Democrats shy away from supporting him afraid the controversy would hurt Jackson's chances in Kentucky. And it's Johnson's personal life that would lead to his eventual political problems in 1836 and 1840. So what were these personal problems that Johnson had that were so bad they brought about his political demise? Well, the controversy centered around Johnson's action of taking his slave, Julia Chin. As his common law wife, he had inherited Julia from his father and lived openly with her, treating her in all respects as his wife. He fathered two daughters with her and raised them as his daughters. When they married both to white men, he gave them large tracts of land as a wedding present. When he was away from home, serving in Congress, Julia Chin was left with full authority over his business affairs in his absence. This was something the planter aristocracy of Kentucky and every other slave state could not overlook. He further angered polite society by trying to introduce her into society with the social rank his wife would normally hold, even taking her to formal parties and other social events. When Julia died during a cholera epidemic in 1833, Johnson took another of his slaves as his next wife. Again, he made her mistress of his plantation home and tried to confer upon her the social status as his wife at social events. This wife, however, ran off with another slave, her common-law husband, prior to Johnson. Johnson tracked her down and took her to a slave auction where she was sold to a slave owner from deeper in the south. Johnson then took that woman's sister as his third wife, again trying to elevate her from slave to one of the leading women of southern society. Johnson remained popular enough in his home district to win election back to the House of Representatives. And by 1832, he was angling to become Jackson's new vice president. But that position would go to Jackson's trusted ally, Van Buren. But by 1833, handbills began circulating throughout the western states, supporting Johnson for president in 1836. William Emmons, a friend of Johnson's, published the authentic biography of Colonel Richard M. Johnson in 1833. And by early 1836, the slogan "Rumpsy Dumpsy Colonel Johnson killed Tecumseh reverberated throughout Democratic campaign halls, and which may be the worst of all the slogans we've discussed here on the podcast so far. Eesh. In 1836, the Democratic Convention gave the presidential nomination to Martin Van Buren, But there was never any question about this choice, as President Jackson supported it enthusiastically. The choice for the vice presidential nomination was not as clear. Most of the party regulars wanted Senator William Cobble Rivas of Virginia, including Van Buren. Van Buren considered the gallant colonel among the bravest of the brave, but also thought that Johnson could not be relied upon to check the cupidity of his friends. Jackson, concerned about the independent candidacy of Hugh Lawson White, popular with Western voters, thought Johnson a better choice given his Western following. Even with Jackson's considerable influence, Johnson only won the vice presidential nomination after New York Senator Silas Wright grabbed a non-delegate named Edward Rucker from Tennessee to cast the state's 15 votes for the absent Tennessee delegation in Johnson's favor. The Virginia delegation refused to support the nomination and stormed out of the convention. One leading Democrat warned Jackson that, quote, I do not think that, from what I hear daily, the nomination of Johnson for the vice presidency will be popular in any of the slaveholding states except Kentucky, on account of his former domestic relations. And we all know what they meant by domestic relations. Johnson's actions in, quote, marrying slaves, trying to recognize them as equal to white plantation aristocracy ladies, and forcing them upon society as such, cost him and the Democratic ticket many of the Southern votes they desperately needed. His selling of his, quote, wife back into slavery also hurt him, and again the Democratic ticket in the North. For all this, Johnson failed to help win Western votes he was expected to attract. In fact, Johnson's presence on the ticket did not even help them in Kentucky, which they lost to Harrison and the Whigs. Van Buren was able to win a narrow election, but Johnson fell one electoral vote shy, sending his election to the U.S. Senate in accordance with the Constitution. After a brief recess, the Senators cast their votes all along strict party lines, and Johnson was elected. Johnson would go on to serve as vice president until the end of Van Buren's term in March of 1841. By then, his political career was effectively over. He tried three more times to get elected back to the Senate, but failed in each attempt. He was elected back to the House of Representatives in 1850, but was too ill to effectively serve. Some suspected he suffered from dementia by that point, barely able to stand on the floor of the House. On November 19, 1850, he suffered a massive stroke and died at the age of 70. Johnson's personal decisions would ultimately doom him politically. The nation was willing to stomach the abhorrent, peculiar institution that was slavery at the time. But they were not willing to recognize Johnson's actions of publicly flaunting relationships with his slaves. For the slave-owning aristocracy of America in the antebellum period, such things were best left to the privacy of the plantation, like most things with regards to slavery during the period.